Good morning, Albuquerque. I am Fred Slow, alongside me, my partner in crime, Van Nunley. Good morning, oh, hey. Van. The ones and twos, the best in the business. If the 505 can give you a number one, it's Mike Vitale. Mike Vitale, good morning. Morning, guys. How you doing? Feeling good. Looking good. Yeah, I'm very yeah. handsome. ABQ Central here on 95.9 FM, AM 6 in the Sports Animal Van. Yo. About 10 seconds ago, something just happened. Breaking news? About 10 seconds ago. New Tinder match? I moved to Albuquerque two years ago. It's a great day. It's a great day for Albuquerque. It took me about a month to find a home. It took me about a month to find a day job. And in that month period, you let me stay in your home. I did. You let me live with you for one month. Against all of my best judgment, I sure did. Against, and I've given you multiple references that said, do not do that. Sure. They a, lot said, of, a lot of red flags. Yeah, they said, how do you feel about your medicine cabinet? Because I, I assume that's something that happens when you let a stranger in your home. So I accidentally, 10 seconds ago, What'd for the do? first time in two years, okay. deleted our text message thread. <gasps> two years of our history between you and I. The oh only God. two years that we have known each other lost to the cosmos. I would be crying right now, Fred, but uh, I'm a little dehydrated from last night. Sorry about that. Okay. Yeah. We're going to get into that in just one <laughs> second. God, that's a crazy thing, right? I feel like a, I feel a sense of loss. Can I like download it and send it to you? Is that is that a thing I could do? Does Steve Jobs have it? I'm not very tech savvy. Let me send an email to Steve Jobs and see if I can get this bad boy back. Fingers crossed. I don't think he's going to respond. Had a good weekend, Van. How was, or excuse me, had a good week. Your week was good? Peachy. Flew right by. Yeah, Very busy. I, it was busy, right? Eventful. We hit the we hit the gym a few times, and we, we yeah, we you know talked about the day job, met with some interested sponsors for the program. Mm-hmm. A lot of friends yeah, of the show. A lot of friends, a lot of fans out there in the 505. Which interested is parties. If you're a fan of the show, 246-0610-888-92206. One zero, but you know, every show so far, I've brought us breakfast. Keep going. Is that a true statement? That is that is at or near a hundred percent truth. And I was running a little late this morning. So's life. Okay, and I didn't get us any breakfast. But you know what I did do? What'd you do? I made us a little snack pack, Fred. Okay, so in, we're gonna okay, take a picture of this. We're gonna put it on the social media. I got us. I got us some. Uh, well, you want to describe what do we got going on here, yeah, Fred? So there is a there is a these are grapes. Grapes. Yeah, you brought are, grapes. Grape. The r- the red ones, not the green ones, because we're not savages. And a string of cheese. String cheese. Sure. And then this is some sort of nut. Those are called cashews. Fred. All right. So this is a cashew, cashew nut. They're deli- They're my favorite nut. And what you've done is you put them into a makeshift um, hashtag poor man's uh, trail mix. Those are called plastic bags. Plastic bags. Yeah. And and you've brought one for me. Sandwich bags. One for yourself and one for Vital. We so. got Vital one too. It's not it's it's significantly healthier than Mountain Dew and Doritos. But uh, yeah, I made a little snack pack for everybody. Not cr- being from Wisconsin, the string cheese that that did it. It's, he's got string cheese in his blood. Mike Curds Vital <laughs> on the ones and twos. So you're a you're a PTA dad. That's yeah. what you're saying. That's what this is. I'm turning into a soccer mom. For so I, I read an article the other day, and the article said uh, less kids are playing sports now than ever. Yeah, I saw that article too. Okay, so it was a, it was an ESPN. Um, what's that called? Whenever a rapper drops an album, a release. Okay, so it's an ESPN release. Okay. 
Try to come. Try to be. There's hip. a better word for that. Trying to be hip. There is. Yeah. So uh, a drop. Yeah. So it was an ESPN drop, and they said less kids are playing sports than ever. Van, and they said, can you guess why? So then I sat my phone down for a moment. I went and I attempted to make a dinner, but I don't have any food in my home. Really struggled for a second. Went outside. Went to go for a walk. Turns out my neighborhood's not that safe. So I went back inside. Okay. And I was not able to figure it out. So I read the article, and the article says. Just too damn expensive. It's too damn expensive. It costs a lot of money to play organized sports, Fred. To play organized sports, you got to buy the balls and the wickets and the wackets, and then you got to buy your jerseys and your shirts and your whatnot and your hoosies and your hasms. Here's what I remember from coming up. Okay. You go down to the park, and at the park, at no cost to you, there was a basketball rim. Sure. And then you would get between five, I guess four. And really, if you're in a tough spot by yourself and 10 of your friends, and you only had to have one ball. Look, Fred, you don't got 10 friends. No, Come I on. never did. Come on. But there were 10 kids in the neighborhood. Sure. There were 10 kids physically close enough to hear a ball bounce. I don't know if Albuquerque knows this, but you're 6'6". Six, six. I am 6'6". Six, six. You're the first pick of every kid's basketball team. And if you take me second... That's going to be a really good team. Mm-hmm. I should have gone first. Yeah, you get the you get the ball handle, you get the the little kid with the handles, and then you draft the big guy. You get the Mike Bibby. Yeah, you go Bibby first. You go Mike Conley Jr. first, and then you go Greg Oden. <laughs> <laughs> Ohio State's Greg Oden. How's he doing? No clue. So it, it gives you a bunch of t- t- statistics. It says 45% of kids are playing more sports for, uh, 14 years ago, and 38% of kids are – well, none of that matters to me. I'm just talking about the emotion and the vibe of it. Okay. So, How does it make you feel, Fred? Well, it's going to bring me back to your, uh, your snack pack How does this make you feel, Fred? Do you know the average cost of youth sports? I don't. I'm about to give it to you. I'm just going to give you the top five, okay, because there's – there's a bunch of them that I don't care about. No, no, no. I'm going to give you the most popular five. Forget top five. Okay. Because there's ones that I, like, like, what's the one where you just fancy walk around on a horse? I'm not going to talk about that one. I'm, I'm sorry, people. Um, what? Dressage. It's called dressage. You walk around on a horse? Yeah, when you, well, you don't physically walk on the horse walks. Okay. You ride. Oh, he just like fancy prances around the he, town? Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a whole to do. You don't even jump over stuff? You just prance around on a horse? That's w- a thing? Would you believe, on average... It cost one youth baseball player six hundred and sixty dollars to play one season. I was I was gonna guess over, to be honest. You would have? Yeah. Where is that cost at? What am I not seeing? Well, one baseball bat costs like two hundred bucks. The team has them, just borrow yeah. one. There's a third of them. Well, you gotta have your own bat, man. All right. Yeah, Batman. So you just put a third of your cachet. Boom. Into at-bat, which is, by the way, not a majority of the game. No. The cleats, some nice spikes, those are costly. And that's not even the league dues and insurance. League dues and insurance I get. Yeah. You have to pay for that. Got to pay the umps. It does not cost $430 to play basketball. Uh, What is a Basic rubber Rawlings basketball is like 10 bucks, right? They give them away. The hoops are there. The hoops are there. They're there. They're made out of metal. They're not going anywhere. Hey, you know how much better you get at handling the ball if if the play surface is uh, has undulation? I'm sorry. What was that word? Undulation. Okay. For our golfing friends out there, it's when the course does not sit flat. 
Don't care about bicycling, cross country, field hockey, flag football, ta- tackle football. Nearly five hundred bucks. I think you reuse a lot of that equipment, though. Sure. I went to dinner the other night with a friend. Well, you probably shouldn't. That's how you get MRSA. Went to dinner. Do you want MRSA? That's how you get MRSA, Fred. I don't feel like that's correct. Okay. Went to dinner the other night. Are you familiar with Howie's on Montgomery and Tramway? Howie's Sports Bar. Absolutely familiar. Not a sponsor of the show. Top five. But it's... It's on my Rushmore dive bars in the, Albuquerque, for the sure. The Green Bay Bar. So good. Go, Pat, go. They do... Right, Vital? Vital, it's a Green Bay Bar. You ever been there? Yeah? yeah? Of course you have, Vital. Thursday nights, they do wings. So I'm in there with a friend, and he's telling me, I just left hockey. I just left hockey practice. Okay. Or he played a game. He played a hockey game, a pickup hockey game, where the new hockey teams come in, right? They're off tramway. That's exciting. And uh, we're talking about crime in Albuquerque. We're talking about you can't go anywhere, you can't drive anything, you can't park your car. This, and, and neither he or I are from here. We're from the Midwest. And and as we're talking, I'm like, are you, I'm like, I'm, I got my car in the parking lot right now. My backpack's in it. My, I don't care. Like, no one is going to come to Howie's for the great haul they're going to get in the parking lot. Yeah, I don't like, know about that. This, no. Yeah. This is not the UNM campus where where a grip of twenty year olds are leaving laptops just sitting in the passenger seat. Fair. I don't think Albuquerque car thieves are pretty equal opportunity, Fred. So my friend at Howie's last Thursday night eating five dollar wings. He says, if it, he says, I feel bad for anyone who breaks into my car because I've had the same hockey gear for 15 <laughs> years. <laughs> okay. He says, name a smell. Name a smell that, that you can't, that whenever you say the word, you taste it in the back of your throat. Oh, my God. He says, if you open my car, he says, I, I yearn to be pulled over with this in the car. He, <laughs> says, he says, it's atrocious. The smell of this is atrocious. And how much all that equipment cost? Great question. Depreciated, though. I think Bauer was bought by Nike. I think Bauer was bought by Nike. The point I'm trying to get to here, it's just too damn expensive for kids to do things. You know, You're th- not going to you know, get a new Simone Bilas. This is a problem that we need to put Bernie Sanders on, Fred. He'll handle it. Yeah. I and mean, you won't quite understand how it's reported to you, and then he'll go on Joe Rogan, and you'll have an epiphany moment, and you'll say, oh, turns out I was being lied to. Yeah. By Fred and Van on the radio on ABQ Central Saturday morning, 7 to 9 a.m. There's a problem in this country, Fred. <laughs> Youth sports can only be afforded by the top one-tenth of one percent of children in this country. Youth sports survive on these snack packs that you just made. That's the point I'm trying to get to. Yeah. It's the lifeblood of youth yes. sports, a little snack pack. One fruit, one nut, one cheese, add a sugary drink. These kids are having hella summers. Broke. I don't want you cramping up, Fred. Isn't that a misnomer? What little kid cramps up because they don't need a banana? Does that actually happen? Right. you got to make your kid drink water. Your banana isn't magic, Karen. So you and I usually spend every waking hour together outside the show. We do spend a lot of time together, Fred. It's not a crush. It's a connection. Well, you know. And last night, Friday night... A staple in our relationship. Do we do a lot of Fridays? Yeah. Usually the gym, usually a beer. Did you have a beer? I did. So I call you last night, as I so often do, and I say, what's the plan? And you say, well, I'm out. I'm out with a friend. Yeah. <laughs> didn't even give me a warning. Didn't give me a heads up. I had planned nothing. So. Which we do. We're spontaneous dudes. How was your night last night, Van, as I sat at home on the couch and dusted? Oh. I dusted the apartment last night. Did you perhaps have three mice? 
helping you okay, out. Okay, so I see what you're doing here. Okay. <laughs> little Cinderella, little uh, Cinderella is what you're talking about. Cinder Freddy on Friday night. Because I did, I rearranged the closet, and you spent the entire evening out on the town. When we Not get the entire evening, when we, get we back, had the show this morning, so I had to be a good boy. It's a good point. When we get back from the break, Van is going to tell me how he's broken up with me as a friend. And I don't know. What do you think? NFL? You're listening to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Vital doesn't know this. I have a, got a wallflower story. Oh, no oh you that. just you just softballed that one in Gosh, there, Vital. Vital. So I used to do radio in St. Louis, Missouri, and uh, the lead singer of the Wallflowers is a kid named Jacob Dylan. Bob Dylan's son. Bob Dylan's son. I'm glad you knew that association. True fact. ABQ Central, 95.9 FM, AM 610, Sports Animal. So I'm in St. Louis, and I'm doing radio, and um, what we used to do is we did this, uh, is, is big concerts would come to St. Louis because it was a Saturday morning program. The... Uh, we would reach out to to everyone, right? All the touring managers, we'd reach out to whoever's coming through town, right? A lot of emails. Well, yeah, but mostly tweets. So we we reached out to the, I don't know, PA or whoever for Jacob Dillon and the Wallflowers. We're like, hey, you know, we're so-and-so. We're doing this program. We'd, we'd love to have Jacob Dillon on the show um, to talk about the Wallflowers show coming up at wherever they were at. So the whoever's running this account and... Could have very well been a stranger. I have no idea. To to the Wallflowers, obviously a stranger to us. So we say to him, uh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're square. We're going to have them on at 10 a.m. on Saturday. Cool. So it's it's the 9 a.m. hour, and we're saying, uh, Jacob Dillon's going to join us at the top of the hour. We're going to talk with the Wallflowers. We're here at so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. Do the show. It's like quarter till. Hey, you know, uh, we're, you know who's going to be on? It's going to be great. Blah, blah, blah. We're really excited. It's five minutes till, and there's no call. No one's called yet. Uh-oh. No, okay. So 10 o'clock comes. He's not on the program. All right, well, this this happens. We're, you know, you didn't get him at the first you know, time of the back. We're going to get him in the next time. So so we reach out, no response. It's now the second segment. Third segment, it's 1045 at this point. And you're just straight talking Jacob Dylan the whole time. And, yeah. Sell, you're selling it hard. Yeah, Jacob Dylan's going to be here. We were told via an official thread that he will be here. Speaking of being here, we're going to have Jana Harrison. Jana Harrison from Jude Mal Diabetes Research Foundation is going to join us at 8 a.m. It's exciting. Talk about their walk coming up. they got a lot of cool stuff going on. We hope to work with them a lot in the future. So, as 1045 hits, I've abandoned all hope. And the remaining one hour and 15 minutes of the program, Vital, is dedicated to me just bashing Jacob Dylan and the Wallflowers. So, we start like this like social media campaign. Like, we get... Forget with the wallflower. Forget Dylan. We're not having a. He can't come into St. Louis without. So I think the show went off without a hitch. But I've I have ever since hated the the wallflowers camp. I've hated the wallflowers camp since they may or maybe did not stand me up for an on air radio interview. Do they have a song besides one headlight? Um, they do. Can you name one? Yeah, they have one other song. What is it? It is. Um, My pal doesn't know what it is. They have. He's a music guy. He put it on. I'd have to Google it. What is it? I don't know. I'm literally asking him. I'll look that one up. So you want to be an uncomfortable Thanksgiving day, right? When you got Bob Dylan at the head of the table 
has like 6,000 number one the, hits. The song I play was One Headlight. That's their... Yeah. yeah. I, that's the only one I know. No, the other one is Sixth Avenue Heartache. Oh, you're right. I do know that yeah, song. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, fine. From, from an album called Bringing Down the Horse Ellipses, so there might be more to the title, but I'm not going to click on the link. No, thanks. Bob Dylan. He's actually a sick I dog. I'm the basement big about the government. What's I up? love Bob Dylan. You, you love him. I do. I do. Like a brother. To me, he's very like Woody Guthrie-esque, like, an, like Arlo Guthrie-esque. His biggest inspiration. Oh, is that true? It was Woody Guthrie. Oh, okay. That's, so I wasn't not a reach on my end to mm-hmm. say that. I love American folk, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's passionate indifference you have there, Fred. So we spent the night apart last night, first time in a long time. And... I stay at home, and like I said... First Friday apart. Like, we don't spend every night that, together. All right, that's a good... That'd get creepy. So I did, like, the static cling on the TV, got that thing good. I, yeah. I, I up you and down a, the You have stair. one of those old-school dusters? Is that I how got, you do it? I got one of those old-school dusters. Okay. I also have a Sam's Club membership. Oh, wow. Yeah, they have little kits you can buy just how to clean your house. It's that's nice. Bachelor's. I didn't know that. You know, I've never been to a Sam's Club. You should come. I have the card. It's the cheapest place in town to get beer. You can get large quantities of the the beer I like, which is regular. Regular beer. Regular beer for at or near nothing really. So you went out you went out in public on a Friday night without me. And normally when we go out on a Friday night, it's it's Abbott and Costello. Sure, it's, we're it's, arm in arm. Yeah, it's Sonny and Cher. Yeah. It's um let's name some other iconic duos. Peanut butter and jelly. Oh, you beat me to it. Yeah. I, was, I was gonna go straight PBJ. B- Bert and Ernie. Yeah. Um Antonio Brown and Antics. <laughs> such a good one so you went all right so you're you, when you're out on your own on a friday night in a social setting and i'm not there to be the wind in your sail is that a different experience for you does that feel a little weird well there's always this sense of missing of longing yeah. you know like there's yeah. a there's a big hole that i just i can't fill with oat sodas without that, you you know fred that happened to me last night as i turned on the boys on amazon prime oh how that. is that it's really good i haven't watched is it it's good really good. It's good it's dark i'm catching up on Shit's creek i've seen it at your recommendation yeah it's clever it's good clever good writing eugene levy those kids are the worst which is clever hilarious it's fish out of water vital they take have you ever seen the beverly hillbillies yeah, I grew up on it. Yeah, strike that, reverse it. It's the exact opposite yeah. of the Beverly Hillbillies. It's taking the bourgeois and putting them into the, the what's a term for a, a really... In the uh, hills. Yeah. Well, podunk. A podunk town. Podunk. Shit's Creek. It's got an underrated Chris Elliott in it. Chris Elliott. Guy. Not underrated. Big Chris Elliott guy. He's not even rated? Is that Take my strong hand. <laughs> oh, that's a good one, Fred. <laughs> NFL news, let's knock him out. Uh, what are we doing? Is Dak Prescott worth $40 million? <sighs> Short or long answer? Short. No. Long. No, yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, <it> totally <laughs> is. Who else are you going to get? He's uh, totally worth $40 million. There's, let's do the numbers. We're going to do the numbers right now. There's 300 and what? 50 million Americans? Give or take. Half of them are women. So what are we down to now? 175 million. Cool. We're up to, I believe. Uh, yep. Half of those are elderly or children. So what are we down to now? Another half? Yeah. That would be ninety two point five million. Okay, so we're at, incorrect. So we're at nine million eighty seven point five million physically able and qualifiable individuals 
who can play quarterback in the NFL? Eighty-seven and a half million. Eighty-seven and one half million. Okay. And how many are over eighteen? Why are you? Why are you throughout children? Got that in the court. No, I said elderly. And oh, right, right. Uh, yeah, and elderly. also three years removed from college because that's a weird rule. Okay. So, so you have at or near a billion people that can play quarterback. Uh, by my math. That's not close, but we'll go with it. No, because there's not actually 32 of them. There's not actually 32 people, no. not just in the country, but on the planet. Right. That can do that at that high of a level. Yes. And if you have one of the 32, right. and I don't want to hear the conversation about, is he top five? Because he's not. He's not. He's not. He's not bottom five either. No. You know what he is? Top 15. Sure. You know who, Right in the middle. Yeah. You know what's what wrong with that? There's 14 other guys. No, there's anything wrong with there's that. There's nothing wrong with that. Can he control your offense? Probably. Sure. Yeah, why not? He can hand off the ball to Zeke yeah. 30 times a game. Sure. And whatever other running back you told me can do it just as well as awesome, Zeke if he yeah. doesn't show up. Anybody. Warm-blooded guy with tree trunk legs. So he allegedly turns down $30 million. And a lot of people would say, well, I'd play that game for free. Yeah. Well, no, you wouldn't. Yeah. No, you go to work for free? You'd be concussed in the first 30 seconds. You wouldn't even know. How to, you wouldn't wear the right helmet. We'll get to Antonio Brown here in a second. God, I don't want to talk into that's all I want to do. I just want to talk Antonio Brown all day. So Dak Prescott <laughs> says, I want $40 million. And then the Dallas Cowboys, under the leadership of one, what's his name? James Jones? Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. Hey, so, hey, hey, look, Dak, I got $17 billion, but I ain't giving you 40 Accidentally calls him Warren Moon. <laughs> that's the wrong team. Cool. So, so he he says he says you want forty I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the internet I'm gonna I'm gonna leak it to the internet and you're gonna get public publicly shamed because you are you are you are greedy no one's shaming this kid no no give him do you know how inflation works you know what they gave Joe Flacco ten years ago Waka Waka Flacco you know where he's at now playing for a minimum in Denver mm. because he made a billion dollars ten years ago Super Bowl MVP though. Is that a fact? He's got a ring. I think it was Ray Lewis. Okay. I think Ray, Ray Lewis, he wasn't playing. So. Ed Reed. That's yeah, two was, different generations was, of Ravens. It was yeah, you're right. It was Lewis. Brandon Stokely, I believe, was. Brandon Stokely. I believe. Yeah. I believe That's... he was the MVP of that Super Bowl. Wow! Did he return a punt a, or something? A Trent Dilfer led 2000. I couldn't, I couldn't pick Brandon Stokely out of a lineup. Neither <sighs> could anybody else. <laughs> Fair. I feel like if I saw Brandon Stokely. At the local watering hole, he would steal my girl. I feel like he's that kind of guy. Well, he doesn't got Joe Flacco money. He does not. <laughs> he's got so do you think he should pay Dak? You would, yes, you give him $40 million. You're the Cowboys, right? Cut the check. Hey, cut, you, cut a check, Jerry. You know who wrote the greatest check ever to a player? The Dallas Cowboys. Dallas freaking Cowboys. <laughs> as long as they're good, the NFL's good. The NFL is so good when the Dallas Cowboys are good. It's more interesting. It's more fun. Because everyone hates the Dallas Cowboys, except for people who love the Dallas Cowboys. So you, are you saying he should go the altruistic Tom Brady route? I'm not saying go Ricky Williams. It's like you go underneath your value so you could sign better offensive linemen? That's gross. The 20 millions, 20 millions. Yep. $20 is $20. I don't, I don't know what Dak Prescott has going on at home. I don't know. But it's I, not. I, I got a good idea. It's not Giselle Bunchen who brings in mm. Mm. all of the dollars for existing. Could you imagine? 
She made a hundred million last year in modeling. Hear that? Last month, Vital said she made a hundred million dollars <laughs> in one year. week. Yeah, you're telling me just this second she pulled in a hundred million. One modeling show, she made a hundred million dollars. Walked down the street in your neighborhood. She put on Tom's Uggs and walked outside and made a hundred million dollars. Tappa tappa tappa. I'm looking up Dak Prescott's w- wife. I guess he's married. I have no idea. Girlfriend. So. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that as well. I, mean, I just did it. Are you ready? Okay. All right, she's actually doing all right. So, <laughs> I don't know her name. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Okay. So this argument that I'm making is not super valid. But the point I'm trying to make is, you give him forty million dollars, you let him be the highest paid quarterback in the league, you put him on the cover of Madden, you put him on the cover of every publication. Do they still print draft guides? I have no idea. Do my they, fancy. They do. Get my fancy draft this past week. We'll talk about that next time. Mm, please do. I give him forty million. I give him forty million. I say thank you for what you're going to do for the next two years. Enjoy not having anyone on the left side to block for you. Yeah. Did you watch Hard Knocks on Tuesday? You know I did, Fred. You tuned in for the same reason I did. I refer to it as the Antonio Brown Show, but um, Hard Knocks is fine too, I guess. Didn't really, didn't really put that. Uh, What's the terminology I want to use? His investigative best foot forward. Well, he no, he did not. <laughs> There's some irony there. I got to close this window with Daph Prescott's wife. She's she's too much. Very good looking. She is beautiful. Antonio Brown didn't really get, and we know that HBO has hard hitting investigative efforts. They do. They do some good stuff. They gave me the most sugary version of Antonio Brown that it could have possibly been delivered to me. Yeah. When the brightest part of insur- Antonio Brown is his ignorance. Sure. The way he's going about it, handling it, his appearance, things he's saying and doing. HBO Hard Knocks is not Hard Knocks. It is Soft Knocks. It's soft Knocks. Soft Knocks. Soft Taps. NFL uh, uh, Gestapo propaganda. I think I- it is. Yeah, I think you're right. You're right. Let's bring Bernie back on this one, too. <laughs> Figure out Hard Knocks, Bernie. Get to the bottom of it. They're, dropped, not, they're not giving you the truth about Antonio Brown. I dropped a cashew on the floor. It's not a round nut. It's it's oddly shaped. It's, yeah, it's weird. Literally could have bounced anywhere. It's Little known fact, uh, cashews aren't nuts, Fred. They're actually seeds. What? Yeah. There's a cashew fruit, and the cashew, what we refer to as a nut grows beneath the fruit when we come back the difference between fruits and vegetables you listen to abq central 95.9 fm and am 610 the sports animal abq central 95.9 fm and am 610 the sports animal we we're talking before the break I think the difference, Vital, in a fruit and a vegetable. Are you ready? I think a fruit has a seed, right? Yes. Well, most of them should have seeds. Okay. And then a vegetable, if you were to plant an entire vegetable, then it will grow more vegetables. I think that's a fact with some vegetables, not all vegetables. Now, if you're eating genetically modified foods, there's no seeds. Everyone is eating genetically modified foods. It's the only way to feed the country. 
Big did, Monsanto fan over here. Hey, everybody out there, did you Google cashews to see how they grow? I just I just showed Fred for the first time in his life. It was weird. It was a, it was very sexual. Very, yeah. It was very sexual. Very I did not different. I, yeah, I was very uncomfortable with how comfortable they made me feel. Two four six zero six one zero. What's the varsity of fruits? Eight 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 nine two two zero six one zero. Hey y'all at Talk ABQ. That's on all everywhere. Your social media. That's everywhere. Check us out. Be a friend. Legumes. They're. I think they're a. Not a vegetable. Not a vegetable. Not thing. a vegetable. Like a, it's a seed or something. Beans. Beans. It's the bean family, Fred. So strawberries have seeds on the outside. We'll get back to that later. Okay. Antonio Brown on Hard Knocks earlier this week. He uh, not featured heavily on the program, and that's what I was looking for when I tuned in. He's got this dumb stuff going on with his feet. That's all I want to see. Antonio Brown and John Gruden's stupid faces that he makes. Just the most ridiculous faces. It's crazy to me because he he loosely told the story of maybe being overseas in a cryo chamber and and maybe he's doing the Kobe Bryant blood transfusion too. I don't know. I hope so. It's like a a mix of baby blood and dolphin tears you get infused into you. It's a cocktail of science and and suffering. Sex. (laughs) What? What? (laughs) So he says, yeah, I, I, uh, then my feet fell off. Oh God. Okay. Well. They're like John Green's describing it as an accident. What? No. It... So I, I watch Hard Knocks with a friend. That's dumb stuff. Hold up. I'm sorry. I have one more friend. I didn't tell you this. And when he, the moment when he said, "Do you want to see him?" They were like, "No, no, 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 no." What was my reaction, Fred? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Antonio Brown's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, I love it so much. So he's laid up on the couch for a little bit. So he decides he's going to fight the NFL over this helmet thing. Okay, I, whatever. Where do you do to take the if you're going to take the attention away from your feet, where do you go? Your head. Your head. Does. Yeah, this is There's a there's three things that are really important to a wide receiver. Okay. Your hands. Okay. Your feet. Tory Holt's fingers would say otherwise. And your head. You need those hands, three things. feet, head. That's yeah. what you need to be a wide receiver. Yeah. I, I he hear, completely disregarded two out of those three. I hear a lot about yeah. hamstrings. Where does that rank? Yeah, it's up there. So the hard knocks, they're not putting the effort in. Like, I remember it when I was a young blood. They're not putting the work in. It used to be hard-hitting. I thought it was. Investigative journalism. I used to tune into it and go, oh, my God. Can you believe they just did that? How this did is, they show it? You mean they just line these guys up in a circle and they run headfirst into each other and then they're confused <laughs> on why they have, like, CTE? <laughs> I used to say that, I remember. And now I say, oh, okay, they ride horses. They uh, don't really, like, biggest story in the NFL right now and they're featuring it on the flagship program of mm. preseason. Because no one's watching preseason football. Nope. Actually, you know what? I did. I watched one series this week, Fred. What'd you watch? I watched Kyler Murray. How's he's he? He's fast. He's Michael Vick fast. That's not true. He scoots around. You know what you just did? He plays at Madden speed. You just became old man Nunley. Yeah. Yeah, I remember this guy from my youth. Michael Vick isn't that old, Fred. Jason Williams is the next Pete Maravich. <laughs> what? People used to say. So I'm over hard knocks now. I'm never going to watch it again. It's the worst show on TV. Until Tuesday. I'll watch it on Tuesday. I'll tune in then. You know what I hope they cover, Fred? Okay, I can't wait. Antonio Brown. (laughs) Yeah. The gift that keeps on giving. And? I said it again. 
They won't. He's got a potential lawsuit on him. Did you see this, Fred? Are you talking about this unpaid parking ticket or whatever? It's an unpaid $38,000 bill to a celebrity chef. What? Yep. That's three of my cars. Yep. Uh, name Stefano Tedeschi. Well, if you're going to be a celebrity so chef. Like the best celebrity chef name ever. Give it to me again. Stefano Tedeschi. His first and last name both sound like bottled waters. <laughs> uh, Aquafina, no thank you. Yeah. Give me a Stefano yeah. Tedeschi. Uh, excuse me, I'll take a Tito's Vodka and Stefano. <laughs> Tito's and Stefano. <laughs> Call the old TNS. Yeah, give me a TNS. Yeah, I'm always, I'm always saying that I need more TNS. He's, it's every turn he makes, every move he makes. Could you imagine thirty eight thousand dollars on food in a week? Is it a week? N- no, I could not imagine that. I've never spent thirty eight thousand dollars on anything except for a house. Yeah, he does have his own chef. A lot of these guys do. Yeah, Antonio's got his own trainers. He's got like a whole, like about 12 different people they were saying on. Well, why didn't he have anyone? So he has a chef, so they obviously know how freezers work. So how did this thing happen to his feet? He definitely has his own hair guy or gal. His hair is on point. Oh, it's so good. Maybe that's why he wants to wear the helmet. When you're done Googling cashew fruit, look at Antonio Brown's <laughs> hair, guys. <laughs> he's, good. he's just the craziest. His hair looks like cashew fruit. I know you're a fan of spectacles, Fred. We're talking about the XFL. Are you so excited for the XFL? St. Louis, my home city, has an XFL expansion team. None of these teams have names yet, by the way. And a new soccer team. Did you see that? Yeah, they got the new MLS team. Congratulations yeah, to the... Job, yeah, There we go. The 636, 314, and 618. That's a really cool thing, which we'll talk about at another time in another place. Yeah. Landry Jones, New Mexico own Landry Jones. Where is he from? The pride of Artesia, New Mexico. All right. So using both hands, point to me which direction is Artesia. Okay, where's the mountains? Yeah. That way. That way. Is that way. So, okay. So you're saying it's due, it's due west. That'd be south, sir. It's due south. It's south. I've never south been. South on 285. So that's next to. About three and a half hours south. Next to Truth or Dare, New Mexico. That's very incorrect, but good guess. Okay. So, Landry Jones... 30 minutes Jones, north of my hometown, Carlsbad, New Mexico. Is that a fact? Big rivalry. Artesia Bulldogs, Carlsbad Cavemen. So, Landry Jones beat up the Carlsbad Cavemen as a... as a What was it? Well, he beat up everybody. Artesia Bulldog. Okay. He beat up... He demolished everybody. Was their logo that terrible cliche bulldog? Yep. Same bulldog the, that every high school has, but this one was orange. Laziest logo. Yeah, it's bad. It's worse than the Wildcat logo. Uh, who... Somebody drew a bulldog one time. One time. He's like, yeah, this is good for everybody. You know what? We're I'm, done. We're done here. I don't think I'm going to charge anyone for this. I'm just going to put it out there. Cool. <laughs> bulldog, the most popular nickname for high school's uh, mascot. Is that a fact? All right. Oh, no, that's actually true. I just saw it last oh. month. Oh. I said. this is Wildcats. I would have said Wildcat. There's multiple bulldogs in Albuquerque, right? I think. Who else is Albuquerque High? Uh, Who else? Albuquerque High is the only one I know. Oh, really? Oh. I would. I think Vikings is probably up there pretty high. I feel like that's probably. Schnauzer. No, schna- what? Schnauzers. What? What is that? Is what that a dog that finds that, rolls of that's cheese? A, that's a dog. <laughs> yeah. What kind of high school would name you listen to Vital? Schnauzers. Yeah. The Artesia. Uh, I think that coffee just kicked in back there, Vital. Yeah, Pluto's. Yeah. That's a weird one. So your boy. What's in that coffee, by the way, Vital? What do you got? Yeah, what do you got in there? 
I got grape, uh, grapes and some <laughs> cheese. Not a listener. A little snack pack. Put some crackers in there. You got a Lunchable. So Artijo's very own Landry Jones, who went to the University of Oklahoma. Sure did. Played under uh, Charlie Whitehurst. First round draft pick by Oklahoma. Don't know if that's true, Charlie no, Whitehurst. Is that how it works? I think that's no. So he wasn't a first round draft pick, right? In the NFL. No, he wasn't. No. Oh, he's a fourth rounder. I thought he's third. The fourth? Fourth? Does it matter? All-knowing, all-seeing eye on the ones and twos, Vital back there. Because what's going to happen is he's going to be a first-round draft pick. In your heart. In the XFL. Landry Jones this week became the first player to sign an official contract with the XFL. Doesn't have a team yet, I guess. Not sure how that works. Unteamed. But, uh, yeah, drafted by the Steelers. Drafted by the Steelers. What is he going to put on the back of his jersey? Landry, he hate me or something. Oh, are they doing that? No, they're they're not. They're actually uh, more conservative. That, yeah, they're that, trying to make it like real football again. Yeah. Did you know that Donald Trump follows Vince McMahon on Twitter? It's like his only follow? He only follows like 10 people and Vince McMahon is one of them. Which they're basically the same person. His wife, Linda McMahon, is like the head of education or something. This is real. This is the world we live in. Really? Oh, come on. The guy, Isn't that Beverly DeVos? Look up Linda McMahon. She's like okay, I'm on it. a department head of some sort of like important thing in the structure and running of our country. And her husband owns World Wrestling Entertainment and, and the laughable XFL the last time he existed. Small Business Administration. There you go. She's, she's literally the head of... Administrator of Small Business Administration. Which sounds made up. And do you know why she got that as a, as a job? Because yeah. one time, Donald Trump was on WWE and really boosted his, his social awareness for The Apprentice. You're fired. Just got a text from Jana Harrison. Hey, hey, Linda. She's here. You're hired. We're 15 minutes out from talking about Juvenile's Diabetes Research Foundation. When we get back, we're going to finish up Landry Jones. I got one more football thing I want to go over. Can we talk Landry's mustache? His mustache game is strong. Very strong. ABQ Central, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program. Is that the other Wallflower song playing right now? Is that what that is? I don't think so. Yeah, it's not. It's totally not. Between in the commercial break, I ran downstairs to get our friend Janet Harrison, who's going to join us to talk about the Judemile Diabetes Research Foundation. And my my pass card wouldn't work on the elevator van. I know that's what I heard. You, you called me. Went downstairs frantically. Not, I mean, frantic. You you were kind of calm about it, but I could hear the worry in your voice. Before I called you, I'd done all the problem solving solutions you do when the elevator won't work. One, curl up in the fetal. Okay. Two, cry. That's a big fetus. Three, soil myself. <laughs> I can smell it. Four, pray to whatever God you believe in. I'm not trying to be controversial right now. What are you? Did you pick the top five? Yeah. A little I just, prayer for each yeah, one? I, went to all, I do. I have this thing I do. It's like an alphabetic order thing when I ran through them all. Okay. And then with you on the phone. What's before Allah alphabetically? Um... A number one. Aardvark. A number one. Trade to an aardvark. Starts with two A's, by the way. The card came through, and I made it back in time for the program. So that's very exciting. 
Landry Jones is going to the XFL. Uh, you want to know who else is going to the XFL? We're going to have to wait till preseason football's over because uh, everyone gets cut. It's just Landry. Yeah. It's just Landry right now. That's who's going to preseason games. Sweet, sweet mustache. XFL scouts. Those are the only people. Preseason games. XFL scouts. I did my fantasy draft earlier this week, man. Have you done any fantasy football drafts yet? I've done one mock draft. Okay. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Not a real one yet. That's not a real one. Nope. I, Tell me all about it. I play in a fantasy football league with all my boys I'm back from St. Louis, Missouri. So so they all gathered at a, a local, uh, the draft spot, which is this municipal golf course I used to run. And I teleconferenced in, like in the future, via FaceTime. Ooh, FaceTime. Yeah, FaceTimed in. Is you good for Skype? I don't Skype. I don't Skype. So we FaceTime in. You're better than us, don't you, Fred? Running through the draft, it's a uh, 12 team, certain team, blah, blah, blah. It's fine. Um, but I'll tell you what, it's the worst draft I've ever had. Oh, no. And the outcome of my team is maybe the best outcome I've ever had. Oh, because you weren't there. Because I wasn't there. Aww. It's about the experience. I'll give you a big old hug from across the table right Not now. A There's a big old hug. Not oh, a there you go, baby. What is your premier way to draft, Van? What is your premier way to bring in the fantasy football season? How do you get the boys together? What is your... What is your go-to draft environment? Well, you have another draft coming the week before the NFL season. That is true. In my league. I am in your league. Yeah, you are. You are. How will that... Very culturally insensitive team name that we won't mention on air, but yeah, the, that's, that's cool. The online draft is a joke, does not exist to me as actually existing, and if that is the way you do it, you're not doing it correct. You're not doing it right. It's more fun. See, I'm in two leagues. One is with my uh, old baseball team. Okay. Before the old trick knee gave out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, we do it in person at my, uh, my friend's house. We'll so gather around the table and have our laptops and... Pizza or enchiladas and some oat sodas. What was that second one? Some good times, some laughs. Pizza. Oh, enchiladas. Wait, and and that's just like a like a like a shell, like a tortilla shell. It's like a Mexican lasagna, Fred. Oh, yeah, it's pretty good. I'd be into that. It's you got pasta. It. Or? Yeah, it's basically the same thing. Sounds really good. Tortillas, pasta, potato, potato. So someone brings an app. Someone brings an entree. Yeah. Someone brings a drinky drink. Yep. Someone brings fellowship. Yep. And what you guys do. Is in a garage, I assume. Yeah, we don't have like the old school big board where you slap the names on it. Oh, yourself. that thing is like, sweet. That's what we had. FX is the league style. Yeah. Free pub right there. You're welcome. The league. That's how we did it for oh so many years. Yeah. Was we went and got the draft kit. You can get the, you know, it's got all the names and the stickers and, and you, you, you put it up and then. We're living in the future, Fred. You just do it online now. Before every pick, I would say. <clears throat> With the tenth pick <laughs> in the first round, the Mike Vitalis select quarterback number three, Landry Jones. Landry Jones. <laughs> and they would say, "Fred, did you boo back there, Vital? You don't like that pick?" That's what they do at the <laughs> at the draft. And every year they would say, "No, Fred, Chad Johnson is retired <laughs> it's for like ten years now." I tried to every oh, year. Come on. No Ocho. I said, no. give me give me 85. This is real. I, all I wanted. You can't have Earl Campbell, Fred. Yeah. What do you mean Aaron Hernandez is 64 not available? Four years old. This is, <laughs> this is a shame. <laughs> had to need a white I had to need a tight end. That's the thing about the draft, though. Like the the fantasy football draft is the best part of the fantasy season. Oh. Because no one's a loser at this point. Sure. 
But you know who the loser is. It's like the, the it's like opening day in baseball. Everybody's tied. Everybody's got a chance. That big lovely trophy. Congratulations to the Baltimore Oilers who Oilers. Those are Orioles. Thank you. You're welcome. Who earlier this week were eliminated from playoff contention in the <laughs> oh, <are> now. <laughs> I think they uh, were eliminated from playoff contention on day three, four. Yeah, they're maybe? only forty-one and a half games out of first place. How do you know that? How do you know that, Vital? That's my job. He's a wealth of information. That's why I only give you like a motion. <laughs> Because not a fact guy. No, stats? Stats, I'm sorry. Woba? (laughs) OPS plus? Here's a stat. For every one guy who plays in a fantasy football league, there are nine guys that also play at minimum. And at any one point throughout a fantasy football season, it'll be nine versus one. It'll be 11 versus one. There's always a point, this has happened in our league, where everyone teams up against one individual person. It's usually me. And that's my favorite part. They bring their A game every week. Can you believe that so-and-so did this and, and my life is upside Your life is not upside down. You're still at your day job. You still go. It's not real. It's not real. No, you, you don't know these people. You still play softball after work. You still uh, eat poorly. Like this is, this is the importance of fantasy football. It's huge. You allow it because it means nothing really to alter, ruin, and change your life. And also steal a Saturday in the late summer months, which is nice. So much fun. Saturday guy or Sunday guy for the We're going to talk a lot of fantasy football next week. Come join us next week, people. Join us. Fantasy in a, football special. Join us in about three minutes, though, because Jana Harrison from the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation is going to be here. We're going to talk about the walk. ABQ Central, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Top the hour, 8 o'clock hour. Fred Slow, Van Nunley. Hey, y'all. Mike Vitale on the ones and twos. ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610 Sports Animal. Every so often we use this platform to do something positive. Yeah, we do. Every so often we use this platform to to reach out to, to someone or, or, or something or, or anything. Contrary to popular belief, Fred, we are nice people. Professionally. We are outstanding people. Sure. Yeah. Off the clock. <laughs> it's a whole other story. Woo. I wear many faces. I mean, you specifically. Two four six zero six one zero eight 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 nine two two zero six one zero. We're holding the calls for a minute though, because joining us now from the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation, friend of the show, friend of the show, Jana Harrison. Jana, thank you for coming out. Hi, hello, and how are you? Good morning. How are you guys? Well, peachy. I'm feeling Absolute pretty good. Peachy. I'm feeling pretty good. Janie, you work with the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. We're going to talk about what you guys are doing and, and how you're doing it and, and why you're doing it. Uh, but but before that, you brought us breakfast. I did. Oh, my God. I heard that Van forgot, so I dropped by uh, Golden Pride. Uh, excuse you, ma'am. Friend, friend. I bought us snack packs. That's No one's cramping today. I'm it, just saying, if you want to be PTA, Mom, you got to be on it. Yeah. That's a really, that's a really good point. point. So, Jane, you walked in. Anna was here early. She was here early, which early. was nice. Not Albuquerque time. She was here oh. regularly. But she brought us a gift. She brought us Good. a gift. She brought not just breakfast. So, this is this is very kind. So, I'm going to... Future guests, take note. Yeah, take okay. note. So, I'm going to open it on air right now. I'm not sh- familiar with... You can hear that this is the rustle of paper. Yep. Tissue okay. paper. Tissue paper. So, I'm going to pull all the tissue paper out and one... All right. So, it's out now. All right. What okay. you got there? I have some good news, guys. Okay. 
we regularly make mention of our hobbies, passions, and desires on this mm-hmm. program. My hobby, hanging out with Van. It's a good one. My passion. Look what she did. Is drinking Tito's handmade vodka, and it's been provided me by my interest, and that's Janet Harrison. Janet, thank you. <laughs> You're so, welcome. You are too so very sweet. Put alongside uh, what is, I have no idea what this is. It's not Bud Light Lime, but it's close enough. It's actually Margarita Mix by Zig Zang. Oh. So they just started doing it, um, and we had it at our golf tournament um, this June, and we got a really positive response from our golfers. Um, our distributor was amazing, and we had a little extra, so I figured it would go great with your Tito's. This is too funny. Awesome. We were too funny. Tito's a supporter of the JDRF? Um, they did support our gala this year, actually. They were our photo booth and bar sponsor. So there you go. JDRF is uh, the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. You guys uh, have a chapter here in New Mexico. Obviously, it's in Albuquerque, and they're based all over the country, and I presume the world. I don't really know. Yeah, we're an international organization. So we have a couple in uh, the UK, Australia, and I think in the Asian continents. I'm not sure exactly which ones. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of those are our research facilities, but they do really amazing work. And we try to make a global impact because we are the global influencer and leader for type 1 diabetes research. So there's the macro van, but Mm -hmm. the micro of it is what are you guys doing here in Albuquerque? How are you helping and and why are you doing it? So in Albuquerque chapter, we have um, two kind of leads that we do we do our outreach and then we have our events our events are kind of our gala our golf tournament our walk that's coming up our type one nation outreach is the local impact that we have it's our peer-to-peer groups it's our youth ambassador program it's our um bag of hope program um the bag of hope is probably the oh you said hope okay good okay Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Van. So the bag of hope is actually probably our leading outreach effort locally. Um, it is a bag that is distributed to newly diagnosed children um, in the hospital. It's got a um, resource for parents to kind of look through tips and tricks about type one diabetes, um, starters kits, um, information for the kiddos as well. We have the Pink Panther book in there, which kind of is a run through about what type one is and how to manage it when you're younger um on a kid friendly level which is amazing uh the highlight of this or bag though fred friendly level if you will <laughs> yeah thank you the I'm... highlight though like the thing that the kids really love is rufus the bear with diabetes he is a stuffed bear that has markers on his body where they can practice doing their insulin injections oh as well God. as have to check their melting over here fred a little fi- little prick of the finger yeah he's the cutest thing. One of our um, youth ambassadors, she was, when she was diagnosed, she pretty much held on to that bear for six months straight. Like he was her buddy. Aww. So it's a huge comfort tool for them when they're in the hospital as well. So, and in, in talk to me a little bit about diabetes. So we, and we made light of it. We made light of it when it happened to me, but I, I recently went for some, and they were like, you're pre-diabetic. They yep. said, Freddie, you're pre-diabetic. Eat better, exercise more, exercise. make proper decisions. Yeah. I did. I went back and I got retested and they said, hey, good news. One or two less Bud Lights. Yeah, that's when they said per hour, (laughs) which is the part that kind of slowed down my social aspect. But so so anyway, so. That's why we don't hang out anymore. Call back. As I'm talking to, yeah, right. So as I'm talking to Van, I'm saying, Dan, Van, we got to go to the gym every day. I got to eat better. I got the pre-diabetes. He says, he says, weird, small world. My friend Jana talking about diabetes and that's and that's why you're in here today it's our personal connection to it which which wasn't really very strong it was just me having like a lull and in, in good decision making but a lot of these circumstances they're just thrust on families they're just mm-hmm. these are outside their control and then you guys give them the tools you give them what to help them coat outside of of 
like the physical outside of the baskets, outside of, of those kinds of you, like emotional. So you give them that kind of support and, and how do they receive that? Well, basically we're giving them hope, you know, it's going to be okay. Um, a lot of people, when they first initially hear that their child has type one, it's a world changer. I mean, it's counting carbs, it's doing in- uh, injections multiple times a day. Um, you know, as well as the cost of having diabetes is incredible. We were actually looking up the cost of insulin the other day. Um, some families pay between $1,300 a month to $2,000 a month just for their insulin supply. And it's a non-negotiable for them. They absolutely need insulin to live. Sure. I don't get it. I don't understand why, though. Was it always that much? Like, I'm being serious. Like, I'm not trying to be dumb right now. No, no, no. It wasn't always that much. It's, you know, it's price increase. It's pharmaceuticals. Um, that's part of what JDRF is doing is we are also advocates um, on the Hill. So we talk a lot about making insulin more affordable. Uh, Colorado actually recently passed a law that insulin is capped at $100 a month. If marijuana shows you anything, if Colorado does it, everyone else will just do it. Too. Follow suit. Yeah, just follow suit. Yeah. They're doing pretty decent over there. They're doing pretty decent. Jay, how long have you been with the JDRF? How, how, what is your position? What is your title? And, and why are you doing it? So I have been with JDRF for almost two years. My um, two-year anniversary is going to be the end of October, beginning of November. Oh, happy anniversary. Thank you. Um, I am the development coordinator. I am also the outreach and signature event lead. So I am the one that's in charge of helping run the gala, the golf tournaments, and any other special events that we have happening within the chapter. Um, there's three of us staff-wise that manage that chapter, and the team that we have there is incredible. So we just missed a big fundraiser, right? What just passed? Uh, our golf tournament just wrapped up in June. Okay. Um, our next big fundraiser that we have coming up is the walk. Okay, so that's the JDRF One Walk. Yes. Okay, so when is that? What is going on with that? Uh, the JDRF One Walk is going to be April 18th, 2020. It is the only walk right now on the Expo New Mexico Fairgrounds, so we are Ooh. super excited about that. Um, basically, it's a peer-to-peer fundraising. Um, when we come together at the walk, we celebrate uh, walkers and how much money they've made. We have uh, tents set up for the top fundraisers, our V1Ps. Um, we also have new family tents where families who are just diagnosed can kind of get introduced to JDRF. They come to the walk to meet other peers, other families. Um, we have entertainment, uh, face painting, balloons. Um, we're, do- we're revamping the walk this year, too, so it's sure to be bigger and better. Mm-hmm. Um, traditionally, it had been at the Isotopes Park. We moved to the Expo Grounds because we needed something a little bit bigger, nice. a little more family-friendly. Tough, well done. Tough problem to have, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it's just, it's been a great response. We've had the walk for over 25 years that it's been in place in New Mexico. Um, and it's just a credible moment for new families, especially who have been just diagnosed to come and meet those other families and say, Hey, it's going to be okay. We're here. I love it. I love what I'm hearing. And what we're going to do when we get back from break is we're going to tell our listeners how they can help contribute, uh, goodwill, uh, anything that, that you guys need. We're going to, we're going to share with them and, and see how they can help provide to you. When we get back, we're going to more of Jana Harrison and the JDRF on ABQ Central 95.9 FM and AM 610 the Sports Animal. Is this the other wallflower song? I believe this is no doubt. I know. No doubt it is. Am I right? You feeling me? I really don't know. Oh, come on. Really? Jana knows this one. It's her favorite. Oh, my little 90s heart. Is Sinead O'Connor. Heart. That's who it is. Not only. You're too much. <laughs> 
Cranberry Zombie. Is this yeah. the four non blondes? Nineteen ninety six mash hit. Zombie. Zombie. ABQ Central. Jana Harrison from the JDRF is joining us. We're talking what they're doing to help kids in the community suffering from diabetes. Everyone I think knows someone that's maybe been touched by diabetes. I think it might be fun real quick to talk about some uh, famous athletes with diabetes. I know some. It's not the handicap it used to be. I wish. (laughs) We need to get you one. I found a short list. Okay. Jay Cutler. No. Has the diabetes. He does. I did not know. Yeah, he was actually diagnosed in 2008. Uh, It was right before he got the Pro Bowl. Um, and he is actually a great example for some of our kiddos who do have type one. Um, a Bre- lot of breaking news, Vitale. Jay Cutler made a Pro Bowl. Oh, <laughs> fire! Bringing that fire. But I'm sorry, you were saying he's a he's a steward for it. That's what you were saying. Yeah. So excellent role model. Um, a lot of people have this perception once you're diagnosed with uh, T1D that you can't do anything and you have to stop things. Um, first of all, exercise is great for people who have type one diabetes and diabetes in general. And people a- in general. People in general. It's so true. Yeah. Um. But he manages it really well. He's continued to play. He's now on the Bears, right? Uh, I believe he was. was. I, I do he's not out, believe. He's out of the league. I believe he is. Went to the Dolphins for a year. Yeah, kind of. Uh, yeah. 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 Give or take. Cavallari. Jake Cavallari is who we're talking Cash about. Cash checks, though. Doing. doing Jay Cavallari. There you go. Uh, I'm a baseball guy, though, so some famed baseball players. Ron Santo of the Chicago Cubs. Yeah, he's actually a huge um, advocate for JDRF, too, when he was around. He did a walk in Chicago and raised $65 million during his walk. Oh, my gosh. How much? million? Yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. Then what are we shooting for with our walk? Those are Dak Prescott numbers right there. <laughs> Sam Fold of the Chicago Cubs, and then mm-hmm. he's kind of traveled around, but I think he's an athletic now, Sam Fold. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys. There are a lot of guys. Like, I had no idea. Chris Dudley. Yeah, there's a ton. Um, Bobby Clark, too, actually. The great Jackie oh, Robinson. Oh. oh, I didn't know. No, I did know that one. You that, knew that one? That one I knew. That was the one I was going to do. That was my exclamation point to that. Ah, uh, sorry about that. Yeah. Pi- a pioneer of the game. And the stash, Adam Morrison. Mm-hmm. So, so there you go. There's um, celebrity athletes with uh, with the beaties. Is that derogative, beaties? Yes. It is? Yeah. yeah. All right, take it back. I take it back. <laughs> That sucks for me not knowing. What about uh, NHL legend Capo Caco? No, you can't just you know what is Capo Caco an you, advocate? Bless you, bless you. <laughs> <laughs> the real name. I didn't make that up. JDRF's one walk is coming up. It's in April, but the thing with big events and, and big uh, taking us ons is you have to start early, right? You gotta yep. you gotta let people know, and you gotta you gotta let them know how and 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 what they can do to help. So it's at the new, it's at the fairgrounds. You said yes, at the expo. Mm-hmm. But how can people help? How what do, what do you do now in August? Is it August? Yes, it is. What do you do now in August to help an event all the way in April? So there's a lot of things that we could use help with. Um, first is volunteers. We're looking to recruit volunteers to help us on walk day, um, before event, pre-event stuff. Um, you know, we always have we need especially guys to kind of lift and carry some heavy things oh, to and from the fairgrounds. Obviously, that's me. Yep, that's me. I'm very strong. Yes, you are. You're tall, too. Not emotionally. No, no, definitely not that. Just physically. Yep. So you need, so you literally need people to come and move things. You need people to, mm-hmm. to wake up early and set up trash cans. Yep. 
Okay, so so if people want to volunteer, and obviously, hey, monetary donations are great, but obviously, if you want to help and and be a part of what you're doing, how do you how do you find that information? How do you do it? How how do people contact you or the organization to say, hey, my Boy Scout troop's coming out? How do they do that? You can email us at newmexico at jdrf.org. We have um, a chapter inbox that all of the staff have access to, so that way it gets to the right channels, and we will reach out to you to figure out where your interests are and how to get you involved. Give me, if you would, and I would I didn't ask you this before the program, so I'm kind of putting you on the spot. Give me, if you would, uh, an example of maybe like a group of volunteers or, or someone that came in to help with the organizing and, and like what, not specifically one, but what one will experience throughout the volunteer process. Like what will that be? Um, so volunteering with JDRF, especially on walk day, it's you get up early, we'll give you a burrito, maybe some orange juice and some coffee. Good start. Um, Tito's vodka. <laughs> that's for the tailgate, man. Okay. Fair. <laughs> um, and you have to be 21 or older. Um, so... You get up early, you give, we feed you a little bit, we make sure you're caffeinated so you're good to go, you help us set up, so that might be setting up trash cans, that might be setting up tables, that might be setting up tents, staging, anything like that. And then when walkers actually start arriving, we need people to help greet, uh, man our registration booth, um, help with the tents. You know, we have a new family tent, we have the V1P tent, our top fundraising team, so kind of help us with those pieces. Um, as well as people to be around the track and kind of help folks who are walking around if there's any concerns with that. I mean, granted, it's a walk, but sometimes, you know, things happen. You know, sure. we need to be able to hand out water, um, you know, and then greeting people when they come back, celebrating the fact that they just did, you know, a, a 5K walk and they're back at the fairground area. And Is running discouraged? Ooh, good run? question. Can you run if you want? Yeah. You can run if you want. Um, I personally will not. I I'm also, just asking for other people. Van and I are actually going to three-leg the event that's Ooh. our plan yeah we're, we love attention i might have to follow you guys around and put that all over our instagram and facebook page sure. that's gonna yeah. be hilarious Can we, i could i could do a lap and not fall over and die i'm pretty sure my hip is at your tit yeah that's <laughs> that's fair yeah so it's gonna be laughable enough so if you want to volunteer you're taking volunteers it costs zero dollars to volunteer you bring yourself out you bring your service you, you probably get a t-shirt i would assume yes and then and then, but if you don't, if you don't have the time, right, but you want to participate, you want to be a part of it, you can register to be in the walk. Absolutely. So you register at walk.jdrf.org. You can start a team. Um, I know that my family has already started a team. All the staff and office have teams already. Um, if you don't feel like you can participate in walk too, you can donate to any of our teams that are already registered. Um, I know that our youth ambassadors have actually started a team too, and they are incredible youth who are just like gung-ho for type 1 diabetes advocacy and fundraising for a cure i think we will start a team for sure the program will start a team okay and we'll, we'll make a whole we'll make a whole production out of the abq central squad the abq central squad yeah. vital will be there oh for sure and what we will do get vital all hopped up on mountain dew have him do some laps just with wa- us. watch him go yeah. <laughs> and, we, and we'll do a little before dealy we'll have a we'll have some fellowship before We'll walk, and then afterwards, with the, with the proud uh, support of Tito's Vodka, mm-hmm. we will celebrate the walk itself. Yes, we will. Well, this is about as top tier as it gets. Can I just celebrate? Is that a thing? Yes. Oh, okay, good. Yes, you can. <laughs> so, Jana, what? So, what have we missed on? So, we're, so it's it's what you guys are doing. It's how you're doing it for the community. It's the next. It's the next fundraiser that's coming up. But what what else is there out there with the JDRF that maybe Albuquerque doesn't know about? Um, we have our peer-to-peer groups. Those are monthly get-togethers where families, uh, teens, kiddos, all kind of talk about like pressing issues with type 1 diabetes. Our next one is actually August 20th, so next week, next Tuesday. 
Um, that's going to be at Flying Star and Corrales. Um, we're talking about fostering independence with T1D. So kiddos who are kind of aging and as they get older, like what are the best management strategies for a six-year-old compared to a 16-year-old? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because that level of maturity and ability to manage your diabetes is going to be different. Um, and then we also have our Type 1 Nation event coming up in September, which is a free one-day educational event and outreach event. Um, so basically, we have a couple of keynote speakers, um, Scott Casper, who is our advocacy chair and ride coach and just incredible. He's done amazing things with our ride team. They have gone from maybe two riders to 12 this year, and that's in a two-year span. Um, and then they also- He's talking about dressage. It's whenever you fancy walk a horse. Yeah, we were talking about that dressage. earlier. Dressage. I think they had out an episode of Narcos, actually. Ooh. Oh, we're talking about the wire? <laughs> It's uh, the Spanish wire. Oh, I've never seen that. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, and Scott's also raised, oh gosh, they raised $40,000 this year for the right to cure, which is incredible as far as our chapter goes. It's a huge jump, and we're super proud of what he's done for our ride team. He's just an amazing advocate. Two of his sons were diagnosed when they were younger, two of three. Um, and he's just got this incredible connection as far as really making sure that there is a cure. You know, you really care about your kids. You want the best for them. So it only makes sense. $40,000, um, Fred. Those are Mike Tyson numbers. We can make that's how much <laughs> how much marijuana he smokes in a month. A month. Him and his mm-hmm. homies. $40,000. It's got a checkered past. A lot. It's a lot. Um, the other keynote speaker we have is Dr. Cutris. Um, he is the director of the Echo Clinic, which is one of the leading endocrinology clinics for uh, type 1 diabetes. He works out of Stanford and for UNMH. Um, and I'm so excited for to have him coming because he really specializes in that transition piece for kiddos with type 1. So when you're going from like high school to college and doing things more independently, you're not relying on your parents or your guardians to take care of you anymore. So super excited for him. And then we have breakout sessions for exercise. You get to talk to our youth ambassadors, all that. Jen, we're about to go to break. You want to hit us with that website again and where people can help out? Yeah. If you want to register for a walk, go to walk.jdrf.org or email us at newmexico at jdrf.org. Hit them with it one more time, Jana. Walk.jdrf.org or newmexico at jdrf.org. But Jana, I use the phone only. Where can I call? You can call us at 505-255-4005. Again, that's 505-255-4005. Jana, we're going to have you on more than once before before all this goes down because we're excited to help. We're excited to be a part of it. Thank you for your time today. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. Ever so kind, ever so generous. She's the best. I told you. I tried to tell you. And here's the thing. You didn't believe me. I'm not trusting I didn't sell you. it hard enough, I don't think. I want to trust you. Okay. It's hard. I want to love you. It's hard. Listen to ABQ Central 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Well, wasn't that nice? She's the best. That was really nice. I told you. She's so good at what she does. Amazing advocate. JDRF.org slash New Mexico. I'm excited to be a part of this process. As much as they will allow me, I will help. Good. They should probably cap you a little bit. Then I'm going to bring you two. Don't let you be too active. We'll put together a little walk team. We'll get everyone to kind of do their own thing. We'll take the t-shirt they provide, but we're going to do our own. We're going to have a... We're going to draw attention to ourselves in this. Also, yeah, mostly yeah. for that. Mostly. But in reality, I mean, it's it's for us. It's for us. It's, it's, it's totally just for us. I don't have an altruistic bone in my body. 
We got one. Every what? Hey, <laughs> ABQ Central. We're having a lot of fun this morning. We talked a lot of football, more sports than usual yeah. on the program. Not enough pop culture. Yeah, no reason to mess that up. What are, we, what are you doing at this point? We're going to talk about. Uh, I saw a video earlier this week, and the only news outlet van that I trust, Breitbart. <laughs> I've never heard it said out loud. Is that how it's pronounced? I think so. Not Bree? Breitbart? I don't know. Oh, it's Breitbart. Oh, there you go. Thanks. Thanks, Vitel. Number one subscriber. I'll see you and I. TMZ reported this week. Mm. And if TMZ says it, I'm going to tell you it's factual. They've become kind of legit over the past few years, haven't they? Not kind of. They're the only, in my opinion, unbiased news source that you're going to find Anywhere. Which is hard to do these days. And they, when it comes to breaking news in the NFL, they're guys, i sorry to mean to jump in, they're always a step ahead of ESPN and the other big dogs. Always. It's hard to beat Schefter. He's Schefter used to be the inside guy, right? But you know what he's done? Burned his bridges. Ooh. You know who hasn't? I don't know the guy from TMZ. What's the guy his with name? the cup. The guy with the cup. He's always holding the cup. The most hydrated man in America. You're a big TMZ or two four six zero six one zero. So TMZ. Yeah, we haven't had a call today, have yeah, we? Yeah, that's where, weird. Where are people at? Where, hey, are you guys. You want to talk TMZ? We're in. You want to talk THC? Diabetes? Yeah. You want to talk Mike Tyson? A one ten. What is AC ones? What was A1, my thing? A one C. A one C. A one C. More. What's that called? Where it's three. So it's NRA is something. But if it if it spells a word, it's something else. An acronym. An acronym. Yes. So TMZ somehow got a hold of some security footage or closed camera something. And I don't know how they do this stuff. Well, you know, I'll give you an idea, actually. I have an idea of how. I'm pretty sure it's just a security camera, isn't it? Yeah, but that's that stuff's not made a public. So it's it's a it's a it's a it's a watering hole, I'm assuming in England or Ireland or Scotland over there. I don't know the difference. <laughs> And Conor McGregor, who you may or may not know, has a line of whiskey. Mm-hmm. He's produced a line of, of McGregor whiskey. Also, maybe bourbon, maybe vodka, maybe rum. I don't know. So he's at a bar. It's scotch, isn't it? Okay. No, it's, it's whiskey. It's whiskey because he's Irish. Irish whiskey. Yeah. Is that true? I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. Vital? Yeah, it is whiskey. It's whiskey. Yeah. One bourbon, one scotch, and one beer drink. Is that joke? You know, I got into an argument a couple nights ago about that. With a stranger? Yeah. They said it was George Thurgood. Yeah. But it was John Lee Hooker like two decades before. Everyone. And he didn't believe me. Like, Everyone I, knows that. I pulled it up on my phone. And I was like, <laughs> shoved it in his face. It's like, look, look, it says it on the internet. It's true. Let me tell you where TM- this. TMZ just broke this. Here's where your the story. John Lee Hooker song. Just took a turn with me. Okay. When you said you got into an argument, immediately my mindset went to you got an argument with someone over the internet. Because that's the only way I know anymore to argue with people. No, it was IRL, buddy. Face-to-face, you got an argument with someone. This is incredible to me. I take every action. And when I say argument, we were just, like, talking about a subject we disagreed on. Like, we weren't yelling at each other. We weren't going all full-blown full blown McGregor on each other. I don't. Without the courage that my keyboard gives me, I don't think I would be able to say a single thing to a person. Keyboard gangster over here, sitting Duh. across from me on the table. Just like that song by Foreigner. Because <laughs> he's a keyboard gangster. So TMZ says, we heard Conor McGregor got in a fight. Well, that's breaking news. Oh, wow. the, does the UFC know? Mm-hmm. 
I don't think so. So they 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 know a cousin of a guy and paid someone and and maybe maybe the dram shop's a little cheaper for this establishment. Do they have dram shop here? Maybe that's a little cheaper for this drinking hole. So they get a hold of this video and they put it out. And it's Conor McGregor at a bar. And he straight cold cocks. He steals. Do they use that phrase here? Uh, no. He steals one yeah. to the jaw mm-hmm. of an elderly man. Sucker punches him. Sucker punches Sucker him. Sucker punches him. He says, he says, try some of my, my what do we say he makes, tequila? He makes whiskey. Okay. It's called a proper. Atomic vodka is what he makes. <laughs> So he offers it to the stranger. After Shelf below Tito's. The video shows a lot of uh, like positioning between the two. Yeah, he keeps he keeps handing this guy a glass. Yes. He keeps putting a glass in front of him, and he keeps moving his glass away. Like, I don't want your no, whiskey, yeah. you friggin' weirdo. You can't, leave me alone. And there's no audio on this, but the gesturing... It's obvious. It's going, obvious. It's obvious he doesn't want his friggin' whiskey. All right, so what? It, so Conor McGregor is what? He's, he's Finnish? What is he? <laughs> He's finished now. <laughs> oh. yeah. So he says, uh, "He says, you listen here, William Wallace. You're going <laughs> to... That's my Irish accent. <laughs> You're going to have my whiskey here? Yeah. You're going to have my whiskey here or else? And he says, "What? what's... What, Lass? Is that a name for like a little Irish girl? Yeah, that's a girl. Yeah. So so this so this geriat, this AARP subscriber says... He's a senior citizen. He's a, he is... He's not even gray anymore. He's white. He's from the greatest generation. I'm talking about his hair, not his skin. Probably both. Yeah, it was 100% both. It's so friggin' Ireland. He turns down the whiskey shot. He doesn't want it. Or the whiskey mix. He doesn't even get that far. He or doesn't the whiskey even, He doesn't even spray. want the glass in front of him. No. He literally wants nothing to do with Conor McGregor. By the way, side note, which hasn't been mentioned, the guy was wearing like a, like a, like a, like a John Jones shirt. So it was like it was a big oh, thing. That's not part of the story, Fred. <laughs> So this is bad enough already. You don't need to interject new facts. So as he turns down the drink, you're running for president. I'm going to build a wall between us and Ireland. (laughs) I think it's called the Atlantic Ocean. Yes. So he steals one. So the guy turns down the drink and Conor McGregor literally cold cocks him. Little lefty. Just gives him left hook. You know how I would describe it? One of these Mm -hmm. gives him one of these. Pops him one. Did you see the old man? That must be a tough place or a tough guy because yes. he wasn't even phased. No. Yeah, he just like just sloughed it off like no. nothing. Be one time. I mean, I bet you uh, call would have been in trouble if that old man wanted to start a fight with him. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like a heavyweight to me. Also, I think Conor McGregor was wearing a tucked-in polo, which if you're not playing golf, untuck your polo. Look at at the Gap store. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Right well, there. hey, Seamus, I think I got bit by a mosquito there. Did you see that? Lass. <laughs> the only. They're old men. There's no lasses uh-huh. in there. I think it's derogative. So he punches him in the side punches of the face. Punches him in the side of the face. Senior citizen takes one to the jaw. What's this payoff? Look, look, Fred. Conor McGregor says, give me a lifetime supply of, of my whiskey. And the guy's like, I'm only going to live five years, and I don't like it. I don't want the first one. <laughs> <laughs> this breaks my heart, Fred. No, it doesn't. It does. Conor McGregor hates the elderly and windows and he vans. He started off so wildly entertaining. Oh, he was so good. He got me back into MMA. Well, Ronda and Rousey. now he exposes himself 
as probably the world's premier dirtbag. <sighs> Character-wise. Elon Rushmore of dirtbags. There's not a lot of UFC guys that are at the top, right, character-wise. Daniel Cormier, I think, is an exceptional human being. The sweetest dude. All time. Yep. He's got a big fight coming up. He's like 45. Mm-hmm. I'm under the impression he's going to go to WWE after this, like be a commentator, which I will subscribe to. He's so clever. The world's his oyster. He does whatever he wants. But there's just not a track record of good decision-making. And it's all these combat sports. You see my, that Mike Tyson story you were talking about? Mm, that's a good story, though. What? It's not like 80s Tyson. Ooh. He got his life straight. He's a nice guy now. Got a weed farm or something like that. Like a weed resort. There's a good way to do weed, and there's the Mike Tyson way. The Ricky Williams approach to weed is the good way. The Dave Chappelle approach to weed is the good way. The Mike Tyson slash Robin Givens approach to weed is the bad way. I think Mike Tyson is taking the Jamarcus Russell approach to weed. We're talking about purple drink? Uh, a little scissor. 40 purple grand drink. at a Applebee's. <laughs> it's a uh, liquid codeine. That's yep. what, you know about that, Vital? They give it to you for dental surgery. Uh, I, I knew that drink was uh, very popular years ago in the hood. So uh, it's I, mm, still popular today. Yeah, it's still, still pretty popular. <laughs> if you own a solo cup. Scissorp. They used to call Scissorp. it Scissorp back in H-Town. Not, where is that Houston? Conor McGregor's garbage. Yeah, H Town. Mike Tyson said, "Purple drink is better than his whiskey." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, what the, that's why the old man didn't feel it because he's sipping on that scissor. <laughs> Don't let Conor hear you say that, Vital. You know what happens? Yes. There's gonna there's gonna be a payoff here. It's gonna be huge, huge. It's gonna be huge. You have no idea. Ask anybody. The old guy's not gonna sue. No, he's not gonna sue. But the camp. The Conor McGregor camp. He would lose all street cred in his pub if he sued Conor McGregor. The five guys that escorted him out of the building are the same guys <laughs> they are going to pay this guy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Under the table. Oh, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. And he won't even... It'll be a payment in a way to where he can't refuse it. You know what he's not paying him in? Whiskey. No, he's not. He doesn't want his whiskey. He doesn't know it. Want your whiskey, bro. Can you get that at Total Wine? Honestly, I'd try it the once. I would try it. Yeah, I'd try it the once, yeah. It's a hit. Out of fear. (laughs) Mike Tyson. My Halloween costume this year, all of Conor McGregor's bad decisions. (laughs) It's just going to be me in a tucked-in polo. You're not even going to be able to walk (laughs) with all that weight. He had that that thing in UFC. Mm -hmm. He had that thing that Tyson had in boxing. Yep. Had to. Must see TV. Je ne sais quoi. Je ne... Je ne sais quoi. I don't know who she is. She's a um, pop singer. Oh. From uh, France. That's next to, if you're not aware, Vital, Ireland. Don't know no, the... it's not. Uh, <laughs> it's near Timbuktu. Ooh, oh. there you go. When we come back, we're going to wrap this thing up. You're listening to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610. We're back at it. Bring them out. Bring them out. What's Conor McGregor's walk-up music? I have no idea. Don't care anymore. The theme song to Braveheart. Under Underrated aspect of this video. <laughs> you still watching the video? Over and over again. It's so funny. You were so quiet during the break. I didn't know you were doing it. That's what I was doing. I was watching the video over and over again. That's so funny. The three geezers 
in the foreground who just don't care no, at all that, that Conor McGregor's no. in the bar. Like, they're wildly inconvenienced by this douchebag in their bar. Can you imagine walking in somewhere, like, your entire life that you created post-fame? You can't go anywhere without being mobbed. And you go somewhere where you're trying to, like, include others, and they just have no interest. They don't care at all do if not, you're in the bar. Do not care at all. Laker fan has a concern right now, though. Boogie Cousins. Not Boogie. Boogie Cousins did the knee, Van. R.I.P. Boogie Cousins. So I pulled a fast one on one of my homies, Fred. I think I'm going to go out um, for the Lakers. He's a big – you got a shot. Gonna, they need a center. You're 6'6". Six, six. So is so is Charles Barkley. 6'6 six, six is a, it's a point guard it's now. a point guard now. Yeah, you need to be seven-footer. Yeah. You pulled a fast one. I did. I pulled a fast one, my buddy. You got some dumb friends. I'm ready. He's a Vikings fan. All right. And we know who Vikings quarterback is. Yes, it's uh, Dante Culpepper. It's uh, Boogie Cousins' cousin. Kirk Cousins. Cousins. Is that a fact? A lot of cousins. Oh, wow. Say that five times fast. They don't look the same. So I messaged my friend, Cousins has a torn ACL. That's a good one. You got him. Out for the year. And he said, August Fools. So he texts me back, freaking out. Then I sent him a link to the Boogie Cousins article. And then he came down. Shout out, Ross. What up, homie? Speaking of coming down, Dale Earnhardt's plane. Ooh. Yeah, wow. What is he doing? Well, he's learning about gravity. Is he or is he not currently alive? I don't know. Oh, 50-50. Let's flip this coin. I believe he's alive. Oh, good. Well, what he did for a living was uh, kind of tough, too. What his dad did for a dying was kind of <laughs> tough, too. I get it. You're a junkie. Yeah. On adrenaline. I want to see the Venn diagram of people who want to build a wall. And people who hate walls because of Dale Earnhardt Sr. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a really good joke that we're told off air. So Dale Earnhardt Jr. bounces his plane off the ground a couple times. You're still giggling at that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Such Not a bad. good joke. He's quote unquote extremely lucky to have survived. Yeah, you take this segment. I'm going to watch this punch video over and over again. And the thing... About Dale Earnhardt Jr. bellying this plane out. This kind of phenomenon happens all the time, right? Like sure. You get these guys who sign these contracts. I don't know what Dale Earnhardt's contract looks like, so don't don't get at me at, uh, at TalkABQ and on the social media. Fucking Dak Prescott money? And they go and just do the dumbest stuff. What is the point? Of flying a small engine airplane. Is that called a Cessna, Vital? Yeah, when I see a Cessna, I know I'm in trouble. Yes. I uh, got my flying anxiety cured by a little Cessna. It's going through some turbulence. Scary. Thought Didn't I was that die. happen to Kennedy, the the son of... Uh... Okay, a lot of things have happened to Kennedy. Yeah. Was, Name was, it, it pilot. happened to the Kennedys. The, the young Kennedy kid, he was... Uh, he was piloting his own uh, yeah, Cessna. Yeah, John and Jr. Cessnas are not good. Into the ocean. R.I.P. Roy Halladay. Roy oh, Halladay. Right. Got, yeah. They got Roy Halladay, too. That guy that used to pitch for the Yankees a billion years ago. What was his name? I don't remember. There's all kinds. Of, the, the kid on the, the jet skis and motorboat that pitched for the uh, Miami Marlins. That's uh, Jose Fernandez. Jose Fernandez. Oh, yeah. That was a boat, not yeah. a plane, though. Well, it's the same. Yeah. <laughs> Less gravity involved with a boat. Former Duke superstar and Chicago Bulls starting point guard, Jay Williams. <gasps> what did he do? Laid his motorcycle down. No way. Did the knee. He's a commentator now and huh. fat. 
pulled a Roethlisberger, huh? Roethlisberger. <laughs> yeah. Kellen Winslow. Cam Newton. Tom Brady got in a car. Like, there's a, I mean, the there's Tom Brady a, one's not as bad. A lot of contracts stipulate that you can't. You cannot play pickup basketball. Yeah. What makes you think that it's okay to get now natural, uh, now uh, totally. turned citizen uh, Yasiel Puig, brand new American citizen. He, he's, I'm going to buy three Bucatis. Do not do that. Do not drive fast or furious. <laughs> Paul Walker. I know that's a different sport because that's not a sport at all, but the point is. Well, driving's a sport. Dale Earnhardt made a nice career out of it. No, we just talked about how he made, made a nice Vitaly. end out of it, Vitaly, but he didn't. <laughs> Gosh. There's just so many of them. Like, when, what is it? Do you remember? Danny Heatley. Hockey player, yep. What about uh, La Bamba? Marty McSorley, remember that whole limousine thing? Like Richie oh, yeah. Valens. These are ones that are just off the top of my head. I don't have a list in front of me or anything. That's why John Madden rides around in a big old safe bus. You know what? John Madden doesn't fly. Flying. Yeah. Makes two of us. Um, is that real? Is that why he has, is that why he had the bus? I thought the bus was just like a no, sponsor no, thing. No, he he, no, he's he gets fear. real claustrophobic when he was on a plane. He freaked out when all those years they would have to travel as the Raiders, you know, around the country to play. I didn't know that. You, you, you know what I don't like, Fred? Airplanes. It's a pretty bad John. Mitchell. That was not good. It's not good. Not good. <laughs> yeah. I've guy, done. I've done you better. Sound like the guy in the Irish bar there. Yeah, that's what. Oh, that who didn't? Yeah. You know what I don't like? Whiskey. When he got punched by a professional fighter. And when he got tapped. God, that's it. You know your bar is tough when Conor McGregor's yeah. like the eighth <laughs> toughest guy in the bar. How do you? And he's not going to brag on it, but people are going to brag on it forever. Sure. Yeah. No. And to not even retaliate, to just say, seriously, like if a mosquito were to bite you. That's what this old man said. I Googled Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s contract. Oh, okay. And the first first people ask for, did Dale Earnhardt Sr. die instantly? It's not even close to what I looked up. <laughs> Go home, Google, you're drunk. What are you doing? It was a restraint. It was a neck restraint he wasn't wearing. He was grandfathered in. Ah. Uh. And then, so they changed the rule afterwards. Yeah, so it was, um, I don't remember the name of it, but it's a thing that went over your shoulders, but since he'd been in the game so long, he was like, it makes me uncomfortable. Well, been, uh, Oof. Antonio Brown felt uncomfortable with a new helmet. Right, so. right. Was looking online or anyone to help them find one? Can you imagine that? You know how cheap Antonio Brown is? He's like, find <laughs> find me this non-existent helmet, and I'll give you a jersey. Yeah, why I don't pay my $38,000 yeah. uh, drive-through <laughs> yeah. bill. Yeah. Get me a helmet, and I'm not going to pay you for it. Lastly, before... Or my chef. <laughs> Antonio Brown uh, fell down the tier today of top NFL wide receivers as Josh Gordon was allowed to return to the New England Patriots so yesterday. Excited. Speaking of $40,000 worth of weed... <laughs> Josh Gordon's back, y'all. Good for Josh Gordon. Good for Tom Brady. Freak athlete. I'm excited. Yeah. Wanna, I'd love to see 16 games of Josh Tom Gordon. Tom needs help. Does this change your fantasy draft at all, Josh Gordon? Yeah, I'm taking him first. Duh. Duh. <laughs> He's so high. That's <laughs> so high to take him. We had a really good program today. Vital, you're the best. Thanks. Van, you're a solid best. Solid six. You're listening to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM, AM 610, the Sports Animal. Good job, everyone. GG. See you next week, y'all.